Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Reviewers, what's good? It's your man, Benny Blue, and damn it, we've been locked up in this quarantine for months, so wouldn't it be about time to get a new shirt or hoodie or any piece of merch just in time for football season? Well, you can at our friends at TrendsCollab.com. TrendsCollab.com is the official maker of all things JB and Benny Blue Review merch. You can get a t-shirt, hoodie, hat, mug, urinal cake, whatever your heart desires, plus a bunch of other dope theme shirts like the damn Gina Classic and other shirts that you can get made to order. And if you're an influencer, you can touch base with them to get your own custom merch. That's right, Trends Collab does it all. Guess what? Free shipping on orders of $50 or more. Just use the promo code free shipping at checkout. Check out our friends, trendscollab.com, and follow them at trendscollab. Trendscollab.com, the official merch provider for the JB and Benny Blue Review podcast. Hey, Bird Gang, this is your boy, former Cardinal Jeremy Bridges. Tune in to the number one podcast on the web, my show, the JB and Benny Blue Review, right here on KSRN Arizona. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, episode uh-huh. 193 of the JB and Benny Blue Review podcast. Yeah. Wherever you are watching, however you are listening, we appreciate you so much for joining us, tapping in on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, live and direct every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at JB and Benny Blue. The man in black himself, Dr. Jeremy Bridges. Oh, we got quite the show coming up, baby. We got a special guest interview. We're talking week two recap, and of course, week three savage picks but dr bridges sir right. how are you feeling this fine evening my good man i'm feeling good man. you know you know uh in life there's life and there's death right so i want to shout true. out the celebration of life and then i want to shout out uh the passing of a great uh so first off happy birthday to our brother the number one staff himself, uh, right. Kevin Robinson, you know what I'm saying? Check him out on Kevin Hayes right. Hip Hop. He's an author. He's What's a up, podcaster. Kevin? He is a, a real estate mogul, you know what I'm saying, an investing guru and all of those things, man. Check him out, man, on his uh, his podcast, uh, Kevin Hayes Hip Hop, and every social media platform, uh, Kevin Robinson mm-hmm. at Kevin Hayes Hip Hop. Man, happy birthday. Uh, and then rest in peace to the late, great Melvin Van Peebles, okay, uh, oh, a yeah. icon in black entertainment, uh, the father of Mario Van Peebles, who a lot of people will know uh, from True. various movies. Uh, so, just shout out to life and death. You know what I'm saying? Uh, one day you're here, next day you're gone, man. But uh, Melvin Van Peebles living a long, inspirational life, and shout out to him, man, and good journey on the way to the next venture, big fella. Uh, but other than that, man. Welcome back, reviewers. All right. Welcome back, man. It's uh, episode 193. God damn, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. We, we stacking these things on, man. Um, mm-hmm. As JB and Billy Blue Review, we appreciate all the love. Uh, yeah, we got a great show today, man. We finna tap into a whole bunch of shit, man. Check us out on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Give us five-star reviews. Like, share, subscribe on YouTube. All of that shit. Mm-hmm. All right. Check out our boys, you know what I'm saying, uh, on Casual Sports. Dot com uh, that's with a Z, okay? Uh, now, you're talking about some Valley. This exactly. Valley Boy shit right here, you know what I'm saying? This Phoenix shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We live streaming. Uh, on And on the Believe Podcast Network. That's new, new, you know what I'm saying? That's that new shit. So, yeah. we doing all that big things popping off, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and, of Tuesdays. course, you can't forget about, yeah, Tuesdays, you know what I'm saying? My podcast, 
uh, Burning Bridges live streaming uh, at 7.30 uh, PST and 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, all about uh, this AAT Sports Network underscore. Check them out, man. You know what I'm saying? We do that. Uh, you know, True Blue Podcast, my man Benny Blue. We got all that shit cracking. Uh, we are moving and or shaking around this bitch doing <laughs> any and everything to make sure that y'all hearing, seeing, partaking in all of this regality that we got going on. So, uh, yes, other than that, Benny, shit, man, we have some really good football. Uh, I predicted it at the beginning of the season. I said that this season is going to be so good, with the exception of a couple teams, you know what I'm saying, with rookie quarterbacks and rookie head coaches. But it's gonna probably going to be one of the most competitive seasons that we've seen in the NFL in quite a while. And it's proven, all right, over the last two weeks. So we'll see what week three has to hold. Uh, and, and, and when it comes to these games and who's doing what and who's handling their business and who's slacking and they macking. Uh, Benny, what's yeah. popping over there in La La Land, man? Heard it's still kind of hot over there. Listen, man, it's, it's, it's hotter than the devil's divorce proceedings, but uh, we're, we're pushing mm. along. I, I'm, I'm ready for the fall. I'm ready oh, to be shit. at SoFi Stadium when my kitties come to town uh, next month, so that's going to be fun. And listen, man, I'm just, I'm just happy football's back. I'm happy that we are getting some, you know, it's definitely some preseason for a lot of the ones on a lot of these teams, but we can't lie, you know, but now we're getting into week three, and we're going to get into some of that with our recap, some of the 0-2 teams that might not be as bad mm. as the record indicates. And some of the right. two O teams that might be a little fraudulent. So we're going to get into all of that. Right. But JB, we're not going to hold any longer. Uh, if you join us on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, at any point, make sure you're dropping a comment or question. I promise you we will get to that. But JB, as the ticker indicated, we have a very special guest interview. A gentleman that you shared a battles plural in the trenches with and a man that, that uh, when i when i when i told him that, that you was coming on you were delighted so introduce <laughs> introduce our guest here that that's coming on with us good sir listen our guest today man is a i, I consider him a great man all right uh i was blessed to be with him in carolina for a couple of years uh and uh just i mean that's all it took right for the brotherhood to form uh for the, 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 to adapt to work ethic. Now, I've learned a lot from a lot of different players, right? But I don't think I've ever seen a man work as hard as the man that we have on our show today. Um, talking about literally being in the weight room after practice with his pants still on, practice pants still on, in the weight wow. room working out, wow. right? I'm just talking about getting to it, bro. Uh, you wasn't going out working, uh, point blank period. Hardest motherfucker I've ever met in my life, honestly and truly. And I'm not just saying that because he's on my show. This man is truly, Born again hard, you know what I'm saying? Like fucking Gomer Powell on goddamn Fort Mill jacket. He is that guy, all right? I was speaking about no other than the man who came from, who hails from Portland, Oregon, all right? Uh, Flash Lake Arrowhead, the, California. Uh, of course, Lake Arrowhead. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. went to the Naval Academy, yes, sir. And mm-hmm. yeah, we're talking about Michael James Wall, a.k.a. Mother Dog. Welcome to the show, man. Man. Goma Powell as an intro, brother. I appreciate yeah, that was, yeah, that was, <laughs> man, I was like, man, it's the nicest thing anybody's ever said about me until you said private pile. Yeah. <laughs> private pile. You guys doing, man? Born again hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> man, we are blessed to have you, brother. I you know what I'm saying? I love it, brother. I uh, love we, it, man. Was, we were telling Thank stories you. about, in the, in the front, man, about, in our production meeting reviews about uh, when Mike, uh, when Mike's uh, publishers first contacted Benny, hit on our, our email, and like when Mike, I mean, when Benny first brought it to me, I was like, uh, Really? 
He was like, because he kept saying your name wrong. We just talked about the story about, you know, saying Greenville oh. when you first got. Damn, let me have He kept it. saying your name wrong. No, no, it's no big deal for anybody. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, for me, it's funny because I was, like, scratching my head like, Mike, what the hell? Like, who the fuck is that? Like, is and then finally I said, Mike Wall? He was like, is that? And how you say it? I said, yeah. I said, okay, well, hell yeah, have them all, man. I said, it's going to be a good time. So, bro, we're blessed to have you on, man. Uh, where the hell are you right now? Bro, I've been, I, I just moved to Austin, Texas like three months ago. I moved, I was living in San Diego. I've been all, I mean, you know, you, especially in the NFL, you start moving around a lot. Like I started my career in Green Bay. So who the hell wants to live in Green Bay in February, right? So I lived, I lived in Vegas for half the year and then, you know, moved to Carolina back and forth to San Diego. But here, 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 went overseas for a couple of years. I'm, I'm in Austin now. I got two kids, 13 and 15. So my, my daughter's a sophomore in high school. I'm trying to stay in one spot until she gets out of high school, but palms up, man. Who knows what's going to happen? But uh, we're, we're in Austin now. We're enjoying life and, and raising kids, working with athletes just like always, and uh, just 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 trying to be the best version of ourselves, man. I'm happy to be here. Though. I appreciate you guys having me on. Of course, of no course. Doubt. What's Listen, that? We, uh, that we, that, we that we shirt, that, that shirt oh. you got on. Oh yeah, man. What's that shirt oh, you got so on? Here's, the the shirt. So this, yeah, so I, you think I'm, I'm repping this process to perform shirt, right? So process to perform. I started a player development podcast uh, actually during quarantine, but. You know, when I got out, JB, and like you just kind of talked about my work ethic. And, and for me, I really didn't know any other way. Right. Like I knew I didn't have a lot of talent. So my thing was like I came from the academy. I got to the league and I was like, wait a second. You guys are going to you guys are going to pay me a lot of money to just all I got to do. I don't have to do all the military, all the school. Any, all I got to do is just bust my ass all the time. Oh, you, I'm you're never going to get rid of me. Like this is way too easy. Right. Right. So <laughs> w- w- once I kind of figured that I got in that groove and. <clears throat> I, you know, got done with my career. When I came back in, I went out and spent about five years in finance, came back into the league, and I started working as a skill development specialist because the one thing that I saw with guys that are coming in now, whether it's the rule changes, whether it's that we're brand building now more than we used to, all this stuff, right? Guys aren't as developed as they are as they used to be coming in, and they're not getting as developed as much as they are as, as we used to, right? So if you turn on a game from 2000, 2005, and you turn on a game now, it's played at a different speed. There's a different level of violence. There's a different level right. of precision, especially down in the trenches. Right. So I, my whole thing is let's let's get these guys the tool set to reach their ceiling. And for me, that's three things, right? You got to improve your mindset. You got to become a technical master and you got to make ownership decisions in the best interest of future you. So I spend a lot of time now working with pro athletes, college, high school, all the way down to 12, 13 year olds, different sports, anything confrontational. Right. If you if you got to take if you got to take time to learn a skill, I'm going to make you the best at it. Right. And it's more so about, hey, how can we affect that guy's mind? How can we affect that guy? How can we change that guy's work ethic by adding routines and creating habits in their life that, again, force those development and ownership decisions so they can go ahead and reach that ceiling and get to that next level, whatever it is with like you and me got to play pro ball, maybe go to college, whatever that looks like. But man, that's, you know how it is, brother, when you, when you're done and, and all you have left, you got a broken down body. All you have left is what's up here trying to impart that knowledge to other people. <laughs> right. right. And just, you see right. the opportunity because shoot guys. I mean, JB, I know that, you know, a, a ton of players that just had it, had it physically, had it gifted, but didn't right. make it. Mm-hmm. It's like, Man, I'm going to bring up a name from the past, right? Evan Mathis. Evan Mathis mm. was one of the most gifted guys that was around. But, dude, he struggled for years in the NFL. Not because he was a bad dude. Not because he didn't have a great work ethic. Nobody taught him. Nobody had gave him that tool set. And once, I think he got around Mud, right? He got around Coach Mud. Mm-hmm. Was he a three, four-time All-Pro? 
it's not a coincidence, right? We just don't get that as much as we should. And the people who do get it are such a a large advantage from everybody else. So I'm trying to impart that knowledge to as many kids as I can. That's dope as hell, man. I appreciate that too. Uh, And it's definitely about, you said the right word, skill, right? Uh, I tell kids that I train offensive linemen, you know what I'm saying, all season. And I'm always, uh, I really literally linked up with a guy out in LA at a, uh, it's a guy named Trey. He owns uh, TCR Sports, and I'm about to start training guys with combine offensive linemen, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I've pretty much been doing fitness since I left this whole NFL uh, mic, and that's just my thing. Of course, you know, we, we're meatheads, bro. Like, one thing me and this guy share in common is that a gym is probably our second favorite place to be in life, period, right? Uh, so I took that, and the, the ultimate goal for me is going to be, as Benny calls me, GMJB. All right, one day you're going to see me on the sideline with a suit on being a general manager of a football team because okay. I appreciate the skill set and I appreciate the talent. You know what I'm saying? I want to find that talent, man. You know what I'm saying? I want to follow the footsteps of the Isaac Newsoms, you know what I'm saying? And, and all of those phenomenal GMs that just put teams together to win Super Bowls. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my, that's the end game, right? So, mm-hmm. fitness for me is pacification. Um, Getting my foot in the door with Trey is was a blessing. Like I met him through it through a, a guy. I know a guy that knew a guy that knew him. And we were talking about opening the gym out here. That fell through because of the whole COVID situation. So he contacted me, like, man, I need some more offensive linemen, bro. And all season he said, I need you to be here. I said, Tell me when and how and where the fuck I need to be. And I'm there. So it's it's I, I'm excited about this. My first year doing it. He already told me, Mike, he was like, I he said, I got you. He was like, but as soon as they see your ass the combine, he said, everybody going to be trying to take you from it. They're going to be like, oh, we didn't know you were doing this. So, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. And you know how it is, man. I'm out here in Arizona. Uh, you see this big-ass fucking banner behind me in my fucking office. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, this is what I rep. I'm an Arizona Cardinal, bro. You know what I'm saying? I've been here the longest in my career. And it's crazy. I know four people in the scouting department, including the general manager, you know what I'm saying, who was an East Coast scout who literally sent me to Arizona after I got cut from Philly. And... No callback, bro. So, like, like my man Trey said, we're going to kick the back door in. You know what I'm saying? If they don't want to let you to the front door, we're going to kick That's the right. back door hey, in. Hey, you're doing, hey, look, you're doing it the do. right way. You're doing it the right way because here's the deal, right? You you already have the ex- you, you have the expertise from a professional football standpoint. You know all that technique. But here's what guys do. Here's what guys in the in the building zone are I spent four years in the Miami Dolphins building, right? Back ass words. Adam Gate. You know, we had some stuff going on there, right? Right. What people don't understand is – what the strength coaches are teaching the athletes is exactly those movement patterns, right? That that work ethic, that attention to detail, breaking down complex mm-hmm. to simple. Right. Those are the things that carry through to the field. Most coaches don't don't have the language to be able to transfer right. that information to what you and right. I know to be true as an offensive lineman, breaking down on tackling, coming in and out of cuts at wide receivers. Every mm-hmm. footwork for quarterback, dude, it's all related to what goes on in the weight room. They just don't have that bridge. And if you can create that bridge or be that bridge or just be able to translate what's going on over here and how it applies, dude, the buy-in is crazy different for, for right. guys that are really hungry to be the be the best version of themselves, man. So hey, trust, I, trust me when I, I say, love it, man. I love yeah. you doing that. I got six guys that we, you know, like, you know, you got to kiss their ass basically because it's like recruiting, you know what I'm saying? You got to make them want to come to your, your you know facility and work out. So um, I got a couple guys from SC. I ain't going to say their name, you know what I'm saying, because it's a simple fact, you know what I'm saying, what we're trying to do. But I got a couple guys from SC. I got a couple guys from Oregon. I got a couple guys from UCLA. It's funny that, like you just said, that the top guys, bro, like the guys that are up here, 
they interact with me the most. You know what I'm saying? When I shoot them a text and be like, yo, this Coach JB, you know what I'm saying, TCR, what's good, man? So you had a good game. Any questions, whatever, I get flooded. They be like, hey, Coach, man, this, that, 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 that. But it's interaction. But you're talking about those that understand. It's just, a, it's, it's just, it's levels to this shit, right? And like you said, those that have it or want it are going to, they're going to show themselves. What did uh, Macho Man used to say? The cream, the, 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 the cream will rise to the top. You know what I'm saying? With the yeah. fingers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So that's 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 the beauty of the whole situation. So that that's what drives me, man. Like, and I ain't gonna stop, bro. Like I said, one day, bro, we'll be on the sideline with a suit on. You know what I'm saying? And we're gonna be running the team. That's I believe it, man. This man, this man, and this man is ambitious. There ain't too many guys that I vibe with in Carolina. Because you know it was just a different locker room. I mean, it really was, and like we all bring baggage to to, to different environments, right? Like, but right. that was a different like that was a different offensive line. Like that like that group wasn't really into having like O line dinners, and it was very clicky. Right, it was right. different. But man, I always appreciated what you brought to the table as far as intensity, as far as what you wanted to do with on the practice field, the professional you were trying to be. And let's just face it, man, it's good to be around good dudes. Right. Everybody thinks right, every, you don't doubt. have to be friends with everybody in the locker room, but damn, it helps to have a couple good no. friends, man. And I appreciate you. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I appreciate you too, big fella. Ben, I know you got hella questions, bro. Hit them. No, listen, Mike, you're, Mike, you're teeing up. And I am curious, during your time in Carolina, you obviously you talk about what is what is carried over going into development coaching and how you've seen the game change and the process. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the, the big, big key words you hear in, in, in these rooms is buy-in. And obviously something that had clicked for you in 05. Take us through what that year was like for you in Carolina and maybe some things that maybe maybe some some switches that got flipped to kind of elevate your game to where you're at when you're in Carolina. Yeah, well, you know what happened to me, honestly, Benny, is is I failed miserably. I came out of the Naval Academy as, as a as an option guy. I was a damn uh, tight end when I came in. Lost 30 pounds of boot camp, played blocking wide receiver my first year. Right, showed up and ate a bunch of pizzas every night for dessert. Lifted four four hours, five hours a day because I didn't want to get yelled at as a plebe. So I was in the weight room literally all day, all afternoon until eight o'clock, so I could go back and say they leave me alone. So then I showed up and I had knee braces in my locker. The next spring ball, I, I was going to be an offensive lineman. I didn't even know it. Anyways, fast forward, I get I, I'm lucky enough to get drafted by the Packers second second round of the supplemental draft in 1998. Come in, I've never taken a pass set before in an NFL stance. Wow. So. By the time I, I, I kind of, you know, I got around because I was a good athlete. I'm willing to work hard. Like I said before, I was like, you're going to give me three squares, a paycheck, and this is all I got to do? Like, man, I'll be here all day. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. And uh, my third year in the league, it caught up with me. I didn't have any technique. Like, I literally didn't know how to do I short set everybody. I was playing left tackle. And I got benched. I, I was embarrassed. Like I just, every, you know, I had this work ethic, but it wasn't directed towards the right things, right? I was always, I'll work hard in the weight room, work hard in the practice field, but I wasn't paying attention to details of the sport, right? I wasn't a professional. And that's really when the light came on for me, right? I had to fail. I, I had to find that failure. I had to look at myself and go, I'm never going to have this feeling again. I'm never going to let down, you know, myself, my family again. And I went and I started. That's why I got real curious about the sport. Okay, what does it take to really be great? Start looking around at other players, start looking around at, you know, going to visit strength coaches, going to visit O-line coaches in different places, trying to pick something up every single offseason from a different person just so I could just add to my add to my playlist, right? And it just kept building and building and building and got, a, got an opportunity to go, you know, as most people do back then, especially it's like the grass is always greener. You leave Green Bay, you come to Carolina on a, on a free agent deal and, you know, we had a couple good seasons there, certainly before I got hurt. But I don't think um, 
I, I certainly am not the player that I I don't have the career that I that I'm, I'm very proud of my career. I don't have that career if I don't fail miserably in my third year though. I had to, I had to hit that failure button pretty hard. Interesting, and that's and crazy, you, Mike. You know, that's yeah. crazy. Hello, that, that's crazy, Mike, because our stories are similar to a certain extent. Like I got cut four times uh, my third year in the league. I got cut four fucking times, bro. Before I came out there to y'all, I got mm-hmm. cut four times in year three, bro. Right? That's resilience. You know, That's like, resilience. like people, you talk about failure, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like you feel like the lowest piece of shit. And then, in my for my side, knowing that I was better than the people that were there, it was a numbers game. I wasn't their guy. You know what I'm saying? I came in as a free agent yeah. in Philadelphia. I, you know, I. I just wasn't their guy. And they juggled my ass around like fucking bozos, goddamn red balls. And finally, when I came back that fourth time, they put me on that goddamn field and it was a wrap, right? I ain't give a fuck, bro. I was fighting my teammates. I was fighting whoever, you know what I'm saying? Like, motherfucker, you was going to respect me from here on out, right? You was going to respect me. And Mike can speak to that because I came with the same attitude in Carolina. Yeah. Like, it's just, I wasn't going, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? It just wasn't going to happen. So uh, that's a great story, man. We talk about failure, bro. Like, kids need to hear that, right? Kids need to hear that because they so goddamn soft these days, right? Failure for them is like, it's the end of the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, depression, and they go to, uh, they lock themselves in the room, and uh, it's just a tweet fest, and like, oh, my God, these kids lose their shit, right? Failure for us, man, grit my fucking teeth, and we finna do this again, right? You knock me down one time, you gotta knock me down four times, right? You know what I'm saying? You gonna find your emotions under that bar, man. You go find your emotions under that bar, right? You go find your, you go find your emotions. Right. You get get back up and hit that whistle again. You're absolutely right. It's right. a different world you now. Better. It's a different world now for sure. Yeah, and it, you know, you, you you brought you brought up the kind of the failure and obviously your unique route getting into the game. And it's funny, JB JB was like remarking on that as like how you you must have played at Navy as compared to when you finally get in the league. And it's obviously it's a it's a whole different ball game, pun intended, oh, where it's a whole yeah. different thing. So I'm curious because that that is an interesting era when you were in Green Bay, '98 to '04. What were some of the things? What were some of the things that you experienced during that time? Because obviously that was still, you know, we're still talking, we're still talking Brett Favre, we're still talking a lot of those like mm-hmm. those kind of iconic playmakers. What was that experience like being in Green Bay at that particular time? It was amazing because that locker room. Was like, I mean, first of all, I, for me, Green Bay's it. Like that's Lambeau Field is like going to Yankee Stadium for you know for a baseball guy. It's, it, that's it for me. There's no, there's not a better organization. There's not a, there's not a better place to play. There's not a better fan base. And when I was there, you know, I, I showed up. They were number one defense in the league. We had Reggie White was his last year in Green Bay. Santana Dotson, Gilbert Brown, mm-hmm. Leroy Butler, who should go in the Hall of Fame this year, right? We had all yep. those guys. Craig Newsom. We had Brett, wow. Shamura, Frank Winters, uh, got Dorsey Levins, Will Henderson, Antonio Freeman just signed his mm-hmm. you know five million dollar mm-hmm. guaranteed contract for you know biggest contract for not non quarterback in the league at the time. Like we had so many players, right. and the way that that locker room was, it was so professional that me coming in as a guy who literally had no idea what was going on, there was just that mix of I'll tell you what I'll tell you the best thing I ever learned, Benny, and, and it was really from Brett, it was from Reggie. You know how you you see a lot of guys, you watch like the high school football movies and sometimes in college, like the program and they're like spitting each other's mouth and they're listening to music, get all hyped up and all that nonsense. What you find out when you're around guys like that who are just really good, you find out that, hey, man, I don't need to like manufacture this artificial emotion to go out and play ball. I'm good. And when when I know I'm good and I have confidence in my preparation, 
man, I can go out and hang out with my boys and have a good time, kick people's ass and enjoy doing it. And that is a, like, once you have that, dude, that's, that's the game changer of all game changers. And it's not like I walked in, you got that day one, but it's constantly around you, especially when you have a quarterback like Brett. It's like, man, I don't need to manufacture anything anymore. I'm good. I earned this. I can go kick ass and just have a great time and be real proud of myself for doing it. So that that maybe is the is the biggest lesson that I learned and I try to impart to these guys. We talk about confidence and preparation all the time. Nothing bigger than that, but that's yeah. awesome, man. Uh, one thing I pride myself on, and I tell people all the time, is I ain't, I can kick your ass smiling, right? Uh, and <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> and Mike can attest. You know, say he he can, he can test, testify to this is that. You know, I was one of the biggest jokers in that goddamn locker room, man. That, to be honest with you, you know what I'm saying? We were in Carolina. Like, it was always some shit, uh, you know, and I was always in the middle of shit. You know what I'm saying? So, but when it came to grinding, oh, yeah, we did it. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no, you know, we, we was going to fight tooth and nail. It don't matter, you know what I'm saying, who the fuck it was. I tell people the story, you Mike. Can, you can uh, the first... <laughs> Oh, yeah, without a doubt, easy. You know what I'm saying? So, I tell, uh, I tell people the story of... When I first came in the locker room, Mike, you might not even know this, right? But if you ever talk to Pep, ask him, man, he'll tell you, right? So Pep is one of my favorite players, bro, coming in, right? Like, I remember um, my rookie in Philadelphia, you know what I'm saying, and in 03, when they came out there and kicked our ass, you know what I'm saying, to go to the Super Bowl that year. And then, of course, 04, Pep kind of had a down year, right? So his rookie year, he came in and just smoked shit, right? Now, I don't think that was that his rookie year they went to the Super Bowl that year. No, that was that was his second year, right? Second year, second year. So he yep. just completely yeah, he completely smoked shit that year. And then the next year, he kind of had a down year. So the year I came to y'all, right? The first person I went to was Julius, right? And I introduced myself to him and I told him, I said, Man, you know, you one of my favorite players, bro. Like, hands down. I enjoy watching you play. I said, but like, yeah, the kind of down year, what happened? You know how Julius. He man, you know, you know. I said, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I said, I'm going to kick your motherfucking ass every day. <laughs> and he looked at me like, mm. he looked at me like, like, bro, I don't even he know you. Know like, he he, he probably wouldn't know how to answer that question, right? Like, he probably right. wouldn't even know how to answer right. that right. question. He, he, he was just, he was just like, what? You know what I'm saying? But like, me and, I, play, I was playing right tackle. Pep was the left defensive end. Me and Pep used to go to fucking war. And all day, every day. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't no love loss. We were getting nose to nose sometimes. It wasn't no thing, right? But that first year I was there, Pep had, what, 18 and a half sacks? Right? <laughs> like, literally, he had a shitload, right? But I I enjoyed my time so much in Carolina. Like you said, it was a weird locker room, right? Steve was crazy as fuck, right? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Jake was a great guy. You know what I'm saying? We had all these these different personalities, right? Uh, the receiver core was just completely. Uh, we don't. Uh, them dudes in space. I don't know where them boys was going. Uh, the defensive backfield was kind of mixed because they had mint old ass and they had a bunch of young cats. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was a weird locker room, but you know we we made it all work. You know what I'm saying? I think Foxy, uh, uh, one of the greatest coaches I ever played for, uh, just hands down player coach. But he just kind of knew how to talk to us, and that's one thing I enjoyed about being in Carolina. He knew exactly how to talk to us because he's been in our shoes, you know what I'm saying? And just, you know, what I'm saying. So that's one of the stories, you know, what I'm saying. But about just, just being real, you know, what I'm saying. Like, and that's one thing I appreciate the man about the man sitting in front of us right now talking to us, like real from the jump, right? I ain't never, never knew nothing fake about this dude. I got fucking antennas, bro. You know what I'm saying? From living in the hood and being around a bunch of fake motherfuckers. Like, you you know, Pat Cats always trying to stab me in the back after they shake your hand. Like, no antenna went up when I met this dude, Vinny. 
right? Not one antenna, right? You know what I'm saying? Like just being around him in the meeting room, you know what I'm saying? Him cracking jokes on the slide. I'm watching him, you know what I'm saying? Because I kind of sat, you know what I'm saying? He sat behind me, you know what I'm saying? Because he sat literally like right in front of the coach. So you said you sat behind me or like right at the very top? One of the two. Yeah, I think it was, right? yeah, I think it was at the top, yeah. Yeah, and I could see you. I, I used to be always able to see you. You was always shooting the shit. Now, you sat by yourself, if I'm not mistaken, right? So he sat at the yeah. table by himself. And I used to just watch him. I used to sit and watch him, you know what I'm saying, laughing, kind of laughing to myself. So eventually, you know what I'm saying, we developed this relationship. And, like, uh, I was, that's just telling, babbling, telling stories about my guy, man. But I know you got more questions, Benny. This is Benny. This is what Benny do, question-wise. So no, I got a question no, this- for you. Oh, well, quick, I got well, a quick question. question. We, got one from, we got from the people, JB, real quick. Uh, my man Will oh, asked. Oh, we do? Uh, so you must, you must have caught Reggie White at the tail end of, it, of his Green Bay days. Is that right? Yeah, his last year, man. But I think he had got like, it. I want to say he had like 15. I'll give you a Reggie. You want to, you want a quick Reggie White story? Please, so, yeah. Right, so right, it's, his, it's his last. Hey, hold on. This, I got to show you this. What is this? Oh, man. He's got props. <laughs> my, my dog is so desperate. Sorry, my my dog, I gave my dog my couch in my office. I gave my dog my couch yeah. in my office. And so now she's like, she's like, come here, look at this. Who's that? Look at that pretty thing. Oh, oh look at it. Beautiful, beautiful. So, so, I, I, so she, she can't, she feels like I, I abandoned her or something. So Reggie White, oh. he's, you know, it's everything you ever, everything you ever heard about how he was in the locker room, how he was at practice. The guy had a head like concrete block. I mean, unbelievable power and strength. Didn't work out until his last year in Green Bay. Like, didn't even work wow. out. He was just like that. So my first Dang. year, I'm in there just – I remember, I don't know what I'm, I'm – literally, guys, when I say I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know what I'm doing. So I'm going up against Santana Dotson, Gilbert Brown, all these guys every day, and I'm just punching them as hard as I can. My feet are everywhere. And they're getting pissed off because they're trying to get through the season, and I'm just – rookies just trying – I'm literally trying to, like, learn how to play football at 100%. So after, like – it must have been, like, week 10 or 11 – the right tackle is Matt Willig. Matt, you know, you guys probably seen Matt Willig around, right? So right. Matt Willig's like, hey, Mike, hey, man, I, I need a breather, man. Come over and play right tackle for me during like a third and eight series, you know, third down series. So Reggie's over there. So like, in my mind, like, I'm arrogant enough to be like, I'm going to take Reggie. I'm going to show what I got. So right. first set, kickback, I'm going to give him a big punch, and he just bull rushes me, literally just past the quarterback, past the scout team quarterback. <laughs> like, God damn. <laughs> all right, so now I'm gonna really put my heart and soul. I'm gonna knock the shit out of this guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all got, we all have pride, right? Right, right. Next set, dude. I drop back, drop back. I'm gonna put my heart and soul into hitting him as hard as I can. He clubs me, dude, and he clubs me Ooh. like he clubbed Max Lane times about four. And I did a full rotation in the air and landed on my helmet. And the whole practice stopped because everybody on a damn practice field knew that shit was about to happen, except for me. <laughs> <laughs> They're looking over me. Ah, you know, Mike Homer walks over. He goes, "Man, get up! He's clubbed a lot. Players a lot better than you before. Get your ass up and get back in the huddle." I'm like, "Man, that's that was my that was like that was the real welcome to football moment." Like, that's that's the real shit that ever yeah. spoke. Yeah, there, there's there's a human on planet that can actually do that to me, and I didn't, you know, I wasn't planning on it. Yo, he was I, I, a lot of people be like, "Yo, you ever you ever." Thought you want to go against Reggie White? Fuck no! I look, I, I'll rather not. All right, I don't want to. You know, I just rather not. So that that is. That's like that Mike Tyson. Man, you think you handle handle a minute with Mike Tyson? Nope. No, sir. I don't think I can not, do that either. Not, so I, I don't want to play a game against Reggie White in this prime, and not I don't want to box yeah. Mike Tyson for for, no. for a round. Nope. Nah, I'm oh, straight. I, you know, you just got to know your limits. <laughs> <laughs> JB, you said you had a, you had a quick question before we move on to our, our, our patented special segment. 
I forgot what the fuck it was. Let's run Aww. it. Shit, go to go to the segment. Fuck Aww, it. Let's go. Let's that, do that, it. That, that was that. No, that. Listen, I'll, I'll take that. That was that was that was a great story. Um, nah, so as I love we told stories, Mike, man, you know what I'm As we told Mike in our pattern production meeting, oh, this is a treat for us, Doctor Bridges. You know, normally it's me just looking at your beautiful mug as you break down some game film from college, from the pros. <laughs> Hell, we've taken it to skills camp in high school. Oh yeah, we've done all Ooh, that, right, buddy? JB's been loading me up with the clips and the DM, and Mike, we're going to do it. Hopefully the stream doesn't fail us. We're going to do some JB's hog talk, and we're going to break oh, nice. down some film. So I'm going to be sharing the screen. We got a th- we got three different clips, and uh, let's, get, let's get this thing uh, cranked up. I'm going to go ahead and share the screen right now, and uh, let's take a look at what we're doing. Uh, all right, so see if the, sh- the screen share is coming in. All right, bam. Are we, are we seeing it? You're in. Is it showing? Yeah, it's coming in. Yeah, oh. there it is. We got the. Okay. Yeah, Boom. There, there go. it is. Boom. Boom. There it is. All right, JB. Uh, you, we, you, 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 this is your. This is the guy you love to break down. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, Aaron Donald. All right. Jeez, oh, let's do it. So let's see. Let's take a look at what we're looking at. Going against Chicago. Uh, well, you know, you know how we. Know. Yeah. No, no, no. You know how we do it, Benny. You know what I'm saying? Let it run. Let him see him get beat. Now run it back. All right. Uh, all the way back now to the stop, to the stop, stop to the top, like we say. Now, Mike, I do this and I teach offensive linemen, I teach them three things to get you beat. I always tell them that, right? You're set, right? Your point of attack, and you're finished. Those are the only three things that'll get you beat in, in, in pass protection, point blank, period, right? If you overset a motherfucker, you're done. You know what I'm saying? If you understand, you know, it's just set, period. Point of attack, if you put your hands in the wrong place, if you lunge, overextend, you're done. You know what I'm saying? And when you finish the wrong way by putting too much pressure on a person, you're done, right? So I've studied this man, number 99, this little bastard, right, who keeps giving these damn guards and these tackles fits, right? And you talk about one guy that I would have loved to play against, it's him, right? I would have had him in fits. But we're going to break down, literally break down, this for this guy. So, Benny, you know how we do this, man. Let it run for two ticks, and we're going to see the set first. Bingo, bingo. Now, <laughs> I'm going to ask Mike. I'm going to ask Mike because Mike played guard, right? All right. Mike, what is the what is the first thing that you see this young man doing wrong? Okay, so first of all, you in a two-point stance versus – you're in a two-point stance versus a guy who's like six feet tall, right? And you have, and so now you've lost all your hip hinge and your leverage, Right. So mm-hmm. the most the most athletic position you could be in is the hip hinge position, right? Like you're trying to broad jump, kettlebell swing, have power clean, anything. This guy's torso is almost straight up and down, so you're giving him those numbers. His initial footwork, man, he's backing up. And so what does he do on that third? So he goes like, instead of doing like a kick slide, like a line set, he goes, he just backs straight up and then he opens up to on his on his basically a second kick set. So his third step, one, two, and now he's turned. Mm-hmm. Man, the minute mm-hmm. you turn your shoulders towards the sideline, away from the line of scrimmage, against a good player, you have now, you're not giving him a two-way go. You've really given him a three-way go because he yep. can do literally anything he wants. He can go through you, right? Because mm-hmm. now you got a brace. He can go to your outside. And if he goes to your inside, you might as well plant that left foot in the middle of, the, of a watch like you're a hand of a clock, right? You're right. just going to start yep. twirling around like this and open up. You got no chance. And so, like, for me, your stance, hey, you got to be smarter. Get, get in a, a three-point stance if you have a problem playing too high anyways. Right, mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta get that initial footwork, those first two kick slides, because really, what you're talking about, JB, the way I say it is, you got to, we're all about making decisions in sports, right? 
people right. who can automate their process and make the most decisions and execute on those decisions are the best athletes in sports. This guy has to understand that where Aaron Donald lined up on the field is probably two kicks for him. You got to right. get to your real estate spot under control before he gets mm-hmm. there. That's the mm-hmm. game. If I can get there under control, I have a chance. But right. if I'm going to open up and do all this bullshit and I'm still moving backwards when this dude's running at me, I got all kinds of problems. <laughs> see, man, that's great to hear another Ooh, man speak the verbiage, right? Now, Ooh, we're going to run it back, and I'm going to break it down like I teach my guys, okay? So first and foremost, like Mike said, the basis, where is he aligned, okay? That's the first thing we talk about. He's literally on the right tackle's inside shoulder, or left tackle, I'm sorry, inside shoulder. So you're damn right. It's going to be a kick to a kick and a half based on the size of the man, the stature of the man, his feet, all right? I'm his coach. I know he's a good guy at one and a half. Me personally, I'm going to go one and a half, right? Because I don't want to go two, right? Why? I, I want to keep this son of a bitch on my outside shoulder, right? I don't want him to get half a man on my body. I don't want him to get down the middle of my body because that's when he's dangerous, all right? So running a half a tick, Benny. Mike is exactly right, and he said it. If you look at this guy's body, boom, look at that shit. Look at that shit. All of his weight is on his back foot. At this point right now, he is kicking backwards. He might well be doing a fucking cha-cha slide. You know what I'm saying? Like, he has no power. Right? And we talk about our forward body lean, and Mike mentioned it, right? I tell people all the time, offensive linemen, when you squat, if you try to keep your back straight up, you are a fucking idiot, right? Biomechanically, when you stand up and you put your feet shoulder width apart, toes pointing straight, and you squat, your torso is coming down because your hips are going backwards, right? So, natural body lean, that's the most powerful point you're going to be at. Now, if you don't keep him inside out, he's done. Let's look at it again. Two ticks. Ah, shit. Now, look at this, Mike. Look, He gets in position because he's about to punch, right? It's like a boxer, right? It's like a boxer. So if I'm right, if I'm here and every time I get ready to punch, I jerk my shoulder, you're going to get hit in the face every fucking time. Aaron Donald's a very smart player. He sees that. Awesome, man. Next next clip, man. We love it. This is awesome, man. This is pretty dope. All right. All right. Let's see what we got. Oh, the pack, Mike. Oh, the pack. Okay. Um, yeah, bum, we go all day with bum, these boys. We can go, go all, whatever you back. want. Go. Okay. Golly. All right. Yeah, we got it. This is and preseason. This is year from Houston, right? No, that's preseason, right? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, splits the double team. Oh my lord! That's not that, that. That's that's okay. That, that, that's embarrassing, right? So first of all, well, listen, uh, can I start this off? Like we got a tackle playing guard. Is that what happened? What, what, look at his stance. No, is that Runyon? Is that seventy eight? <laughs> is that 76? is that Runyon's boy? That's well, I think seventy six is Runyon. Yeah, I don't know who these guys. Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't think any, is that. Uh, so yeah, that, that's fan on. So actually, this kid actually. Uh, he didn't make the team, unfortunately, but he's he's actually from uh, Green Bay. Like he went to high school okay. in Green Bay. Mm. Well, Ooh. so ho- hopefully he's got a shot uh, maybe later on, but not with, not the way he's standing right now. <laughs> big problems, man. That's big problems right there, right? Shot, shot his ass, bro. Shot his ass, oh, bro. bro. <laughs> All right. So, Mike, we go. I'm gonna reiterate what you said earlier about three point stance, right? There's no need, even in in third and it could be third and thirty-seven. I don't care, right? You're a guard, all right. Even if this man is off your body, you have time. He still has to navigate through the inside shoulder of a tackle, right? So he needs to put his hand in the dirt, right? It's gonna be two kicks, one and a half kicks. You know what I'm saying? His hands ain't working. This is just bad, 
right? He ain't punching, you know what I'm saying? He, he, and then uh, Benny said it was a double team. That was just congestion. That wasn't even a true double team. I, I, was, think that, I was gonna say, I think that double team, yeah. I think that double team was with a running back, unfortunately, for this right. Guy. <laughs> that was just congestion, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, Buddy just beat a whole bunch of shit. Run that thing one time. Let me see it again. Pause it. So, yeah, the running back yeah. is trying to get a chip, right? But he's beat already. Right, he's gone. Like standing too tall, yeah. uh, feet are clicking. Like I mean, it's just, this is just bad, right? Um, it's all bad. Like, I mean, I can literally do a whole clinic on this shit. You know what I'm saying? But that this, you, I mean, you know, what's interesting is, about is, like, yeah. you know, what's interesting about this is is because we don't probably didn't think about it this way, but because of the advent of the shotgun, everybody's in a shotgun offense now, and and, the, and so the drops are different, right? And so mm-hmm. what's that? What's really happened is we used to talk about what. The cup of the pocket, you you know, the guards right. are setting the depth, the tackles mm-hmm. are setting the width, and so you just kind of yep. set it a certain way. But with the advent of the shotgun offense and where those counterbits are lining up consistently, and we talk about the three point stance and all that, guards have to understand like you're basically setting like a, a tackle used to. Like oh, the yeah. line set right. is Not the same. You you don't have there's no like you can short set if you want. Like, like Callahan teaches a short set. Callahan's best line coach, I, you know, yeah, that's that's in the game right now. I'm not going to argue with him, but. Guards and tackles really set the same up because that depth is no longer as relevant because of the shotgun offense, right? So right. you this this guy doesn't have to back up, doesn't have to stand up. He can just take a normal kind of what we just call a line set when I work with him. But you know, whether you're talking about your one and a half kicks, your two kicks, man, you don't you can just ta- set like a, a tackle. It doesn't have to be extra wide, doesn't have to be straight back, nothing. Just get your regular, you know, get a little bit of width. Work on your depth. And, again, it's about understanding where your real estate spot is and getting there before the man. That's what – we overcomplicate this game, man. It's like you right. see a guy tackle like, – like you see rugby, football, whatever you're talking about. I can tackle JB with no hands if I get in front of him and, and take him mm-hmm. – you know, in that case, take him low or something, right? But just my body presence of being in the way of that other human – will usually stop that human in some shape or fashion. The same is right. true to in this. I, the most important thing is, can I get to where I need to be with some sort of control so I can act so I can actually play? We forget all right. this. We start trying to overcomplicate this damn game. Man, get to your spot. Practice, mm-hmm. take all the time you practice at getting to your spot. Until you can get to your spot, all this other shit doesn't matter. Right. You got to work in two yeah. months, three months, whatever it takes. Get to your spot right. every single time so you can do it in your sleep. It's automatic. You don't have to think about it. And now we'll work on some other stuff. Right? No, Simplest don't. part of the game. Yes, sir. I call it a, a, a choreographed dance. Right? It's a choreographed dance. Right? I'm taking a set. He's Absolutely. walking towards me. I'm taking a set. He's walking towards me. He goes inside. I take a couple steps inside. He goes outside. I get back on my 45 day. It's a dance. Right? What we used to say all the time, Mike? Better put on your dancing shoes. <laughs> right? yeah, man. Put on your dancing shoes, right? Because, and now we said a lot out here with this, these motherfuckers behind us. Like when I was out here with Kurt and them, oh my God, to my blue suede shoes, baby. You know what I'm saying? We throwing the ball. <laughs> we throwing the ball 65 plus. Ain't no thing. So, uh, yeah, this is just bad. Next clip, Benny. You know what I'm saying? But it was just, ooh, we. Ooh, man. All right, last clip here. I thought I was looking at Don Bajowski there for a minute. Don Bajowski. All right. Cowboys. Uh, you got one of the okay, best in the game. Go. If they go to that left tackle, we're going to the right oh, tackle. It's Collins. Yeah, Collins. Problems. Oh, the reach. Ooh. Oh, that jump chop. That's a good move mm-hmm. now. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. 54 is a good player. He Don't is. sleep on he 54. Really yeah, he's, he's good. He's legit. He's a good player. So, 
So as a, as a tackle, you know what I'm saying, running two ticks, Benny. Boom, stop it. Now, for all intents and purposes, I'm in a real good situation right now, right? I am right where I want to be, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about that dance. Right now, I am dancing. Me and Shorty, we, we doing our thing. We cha-cha, right? His problem, Mike, is what I teach a lot of kids. Now, we talk about, like you said, get to your spot, right? We talk about being under control. Well, at this point, we got to use our assets, right? God gives you these, right? These damn things, these gigantic palms and mitts you got. Now, put it where it's supposed to be. Now, I tell guys all the time, we throw jabs, not haymakers, right? You throw jabs, not haymakers. Your hands are put there to control a person, not to kill him, because everybody wants that uh, punch. You talked about you trying to get Reggie all you got, right? But right now, Collins needs to have his hand over his outside knee, Right? Why? Because he can very simply put it up and on the guy's outside shoulder. He ain't got to kill him. Right? He ain't got to kill him. All he got to do is put his hand towards his outside shoulder and he negates all that. So that jump, chop, has to be a lot bigger now because what are you chopping at? You're not chopping inside your body like they teach him to do. Right? You're you're chopping out here at this point. Right? Win for the offensive line because that gives us time for our feet to catch up. Yeah, it's so smart, man. And if you ever listen to a really good D-line coach, they usually talk about you want to smell their breath. You want to smell the breath of the offensive lineman when you make your move, right? Because basically if I defeat you at the elbow, I can get around you. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying is essentially the same thing as saying, I want to be able to jab and punch with my arm completely extended. Right. Because if I can extend my arm, right, and let's say you do chop it down, well, I still have a, I have that two and a half feet of space that I can recover from, right? Right. So there's two, there's two things here I always think about. One is... When I know a guy's going to rush upfield, I want just because I understand that you know the size of these humans, the depth of the pocket, etc. I tell my guys, you got to take three kicks. You got to stay square for three mm-hmm. kicks. I don't want you to turn until three kicks. And then if you need to turn, that's because he's so far afield, you're all right. But I don't right. want to give that surface area. And that's why, like you're saying, if I'm going to use that right hand, we want to. We don't need to swing at him or take a huge mm-hmm. lunge at him, but nope. you want to punch and extend. Because right. if you pop the guy like a Bruce Lee four-inch punch, you get that snap. That's where that mm-hmm. snap comes from to, to push him off the spot. And then, again, if he does get that hand, you have some recovery time built in. So, yeah, I'm completely in, in sync with you, bud. So, run it back one more time, Benny. I'm going to tell you to pause it at a certain point. I'm going to show you right where he lost it. Boom, boom, boom. Pause it. Now, right? So, run it. If you can, like, slide it back just to have a second. Yep, keep on going, 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 keep on going. Right there. Now, at that point where he, again, point of attack, right? He felt like at the point of attack because the guy shimmied a little bit, right? He stopped his damn feet, right? Now, one thing I teach offensive linemen, Mike, and a lot of offensive line coaches kind of look at me sideways when I say this. Don't shun a bull rush don't shun it absorb Mm -hmm. it right and Mm -hmm. react to it right we are bigger men than the people that we're playing against for the most part right so situational football this kid that plays for tampa right now who weighs 300 and 100 pounds right i'm not gonna too much let him bull rush me right i'm gonna sure set the shit out of his big ass if i'm at guard and try to get my body into him because he's a huge human being right well this guy probably weighs about 260 pounds all right, cool. I know when I was playing, I was about 320 right there. I, I can take on that bull rush, right? So, cool. Put your hands in my chest. Start bull rushing me. 
my thing is I teach guys to react to a bull rush, right? You can't shun it because if you shun it, you're fucked. Just like he did, right? Because he thought the guy was going to come into his body, stopped his feet. Whoop, nope, I'm going around you, right? Jump chop and I'm gone, right? That's where he really screwed himself on that one. Yeah, man, you're absolutely right. I just thought we talk about it's the same thing. If a guy's smaller than you, it's like you sit on the bull, right? You sit on the bull and you just wait for this other stuff. We you're just invited, call it settling. Right? Yeah, yeah, we just call that settling our feet, right? So we don't want to ever stop. We just want to settle our feet. Right. But you're just waiting. Hey, listen, you can do all this all this nonsense with me. I'm kind of where I want to be already. And if you want to bull me, my hands are inside, man. Go right ahead. I wish you would. Cool. You know, that's deal, that's right? kind of how you, that's kind of the, the, the philosophy of, of trying to you know, JB, the one thing that that philosophically that where I've changed and you know, again, like we're we're always smarter when we're done playing, right? right. But the way I think about things now, when I teach my guys, it's like we're tr- we're training to win every single play. Like I don't care what the outcome of the play is. Like right. the process is we're going to try to win every single play. And what that right. means is like Lyle Combs in that in that play right there, he didn't give up a sack, he didn't give up a pressure guy stepped up and made a play, but he mm-hmm. lost. Right? And what we're tra- we, the mindset is we're not we're not fearing the idea that we're not going to be perfect, but we're always chasing perfection. Right? Oh, yeah. So we always want to chase perfection and have the idea we're going to win every damn play. This ain't going to be one of them damn hang-on games. We're like, oh, mm-hmm. shoot. Thank God he got rid of the ball that time. You say that like six times <laughs> right. during the game, man. Whatever the Otherwise, quarterback you, number is, you call it. <laughs> yeah, brother. Oh, yeah, man. It's like, hey, you know, the offensive lineman, you want to have really good games every single week in and week out, maybe a bad play or two. You don't right. want to have a bad game with a couple good plays, right? That's it's just a mindset that- shift. That yo, I, I do a, I do a, I do a podcast by myself, really called Burning Bridges, right, uh, Mike? So funny because I just I have a segment on it called JB's favorite tweets of the weekend, right? So I posted a tweet of Villanueva, right? That's uh, oh, the left tackle right get now. Me started on Villanueva, bro. Yeah. Don't get me started so, on him. So listen, <laughs> he he posted something and and it kind of went along the lines of this, right? It said. Uh, playing tackle is like when I was in the army jumping out of planes. The best thing that can happen is that nothing happens, right? I, and I, I, I said you might need to change your mindset, right? Because as I got older in the game, I realized I had more control over what the man in front of me was doing than he did because they're taught to react to what we do, right? And once I realized that shit, I'm like, okay, well, I need to stay square, right? I need to, you know, sense stay balanced and. So he might need to change his mindset, but that's that's how most guys think. That's the that's that's the exact mindset of most guys. It's like you know what? Let me just do what that's I. That's like Carl Lawson put it on him last year. Oh yeah, right. No, shit, he, he, he be getting his ass with the whole damn season this year. And here's here's the deal: you, what you're talking about is you're dictating the terms of confrontation. Right. That's what we want to do. We want to dict in any position in any confrontational sport you can right. think of. I want to dictate the terms of confrontation. I'm in control, or at least I right. have the perception of being in control, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're all aiming for. That's right. why, like, you watch Kyler Murray in his last game. They don't have – the Vikings don't have a pass rush plan. No. They don't have a plan to rush him. They don't have a spy. They don't mm-hmm. have – they're not collapsing the pocket. Nope. They're trying to take free shots on a guy who's faster than everybody. It's like – Bro, did you guys not even think of having a pass rush play when you rush this guy? Are you crazy? (laughs) Because if you don't collapse things around him and suffocate him, you just, dude, you don't need a. It it ain't it ain't uh, old boy you playing this week with uh, you guys playing Lawrence, right? Trevor, yeah, yeah, yeah. It ain't him, man. Like (laughs) you can get a free rusher, might get one off on him. 
Exactly. You get a free rusher. Kyle Murray's like, I wish you would give me a free right. rusher. Thank you. Uh, nobody, yeah. Everybody else is now looping. That game's easier. Those five linemen, that's the easiest thing they can they can take a pass rush on. And Kyle Murray's like, right. oh, okay, well, spin out. Uh, big play. Thank you. Right. Like, exactly. Have a plan, guys. Have a plan. Without a doubt. <laughs> oh, man. Well, listen, we, we 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 covered a lot of ground. That was listen, Mike. That was that was a great CJB. This is why I've been pushing for this. You know, yes. when you get when you get your friends that that, that know their stuff, this is the this yeah. is the type of quality content that we need. So <laughs> follow us on YouTube. We're going to be clipping that, and that's going to be its own video for Hogger. That was that was some that was some excellent breakdown there. So look, we got a few more minutes here. We're we're coming up on the hour. So uh, as Mike was alluding to a little bit here uh, with the Bird Gang last game, they survive, get the win by the hair of the chinny chin chin. Uh, old boy shanks it, and they win thirty four to thirty three. Ravens. Finally beat the Chiefs. Mike, since you're here, let me ask you, do you feel like now that the Ravens kind of got over, beat the boogeyman, do you look at them as the same level as the Chiefs at this point, or are the Chiefs still a notch above the Ravens? What do you think? The Chiefs are a notch above the Ravens. I, I love the Ravens. Like, it's one of my favorite organizations. I love the way they play defense historically. I love I love everything about them. I, mean, I love them since they were on that damn hard knock show like 15 years ago, bro. Oh, right. I love them. Like the and, original. And I, and, 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 and everybody who talks about Lamar Jackson and this offense, they all, I don't know what they're looking at. Like, that is it. That offense is absolutely genius because you have a once in a generation skill set. Right. You need to take complete advantage of it, right? So, mm-hmm. I love everything they do. That being said, there's only one Pat Mahomes, there's only one Tyreek Hill, right? There's just, they got too many weapons. He's too talented. He's doing stuff that just people shouldn't be able to do without football. And, uh, you know, over the hall, it's just like, it would be tough to, it would be tough to not bet on them to be in the Super Bowl again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I mean, I I agree. I think I think that's a that's a fair assessment, especially just you consider you consider the health. I need I need my restitution. I need my Shout restitution. Sharp. I need my restitution. Oh man, <laughs> we love you, like, Mister Shane. Pastor Bardog. We love you, Mister Shane. You guys, have you guys ever listened to Kevin Garnett's uh, when he won the the world championship with the Boston Celtics? Anything? You ever watch that one? Yeah, yeah you check yeah. check that one on YouTube too. He's a he's he's got some. He's, he's eloquent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's fantastic. A lot of emotion there. Definitely. I mean, I love the guy. Oh, yeah. All right, fellas. Well, look, we, we come a long way. And, Mike, since you're here, damn it, you're going to be joining us for, oh, our favorite time of the year, JB. It's time for Savage Picks Week 3. And after two weeks, the Great Blue Dini is up 12 to 11 with to JB's 19 and 12. Just really quickly recapping the week two scores. Washington football team got it done. The Raiders went to Pittsburgh, got the dub. Bears got a dub, putting Justin Fields in after Andy Dawn got hurt. Brownies gotten done after the uh, initial scare from the Texas Tower. Taylor got banged up. I'm not sure if he's going to be playing this week. Rams got done against the Colts. Bills, Mafia, went down Muffy and skunked. Muffy, Muffy, yeah. the Dolphins in the Bermuda Triangle. They patch, dude. They got it done. Niners beat the Eagles. Your former employer, gents. The uh, Panthers got it done. And uh, Broncos got Taylor the dub. Kid. Cardinals. Got it done. Ooh, they got they got they got that break. But hey, they got a they got a favorable matchup this week. Bucks got it done. Cowboys, Titans, Ravens, and Mike, your Packers. They whoop my kitties. God damn it. God damn it. Hey, you, you got a are you a Lions fan? Yes, I am. Because because I, I enjoy pain. Yeah, you got a, you got a, you got a problem there because the talent gap is uh, is too much to overcome. 
Yes. And what happens is what happens is when you have a uh, you know Dan, I know Dan from Miami. Dan's a great guy. He's, he was a good player. He's I, I think people players love him, right? Yeah. And you see in that yeah. game, I think that game is a microcosm of what your season is going to be. They're always going to come out and they're always yes. going to play for their coach and they're always going to be emotional and they're always going to ride high for a season. But eventually reality sets in and they have 10 penalties in the game and they give up big plays for bad, you know, just mental mistakes. And they got guys yeah. that are not necessarily loafing, but are out of position. It's like you right. got to have right. the emotion and you got to have the detail of the craft, right? You got to have both. And right now, whether it's because it's a cultural thing or whether because it's just they don't have the talent, you'd be a long season for you, bud. No, listen, Sorry. I, I listen, no, listen, listen, Mike. I already you're, told you're, him. I already told him, Mike. Yeah. That it's, we can look towards it's not next year. Matt not a Matt Millen season, but it's, no, it's, no, no, not like when, no, not no, like no. when you were in the league. That that was yeah. like when you when you were with the Packers. You got you guys were whooping on Joey Harrington and all these. Oh my God, these. Hey man, when Joey rosters. Harrington came out on the piano, remember? Hey, you do you remember when Joey Harrington came out on the piano? You remember that? No, he was what, getting what, drafted. What? Oh, dude, he was getting drafted, and he's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm into football, but I, you know, I like these other things." He's trying to show how well-rounded he was, dude. Everyone's like, "Do not touch him with a ten-foot pole." No Can't wonder why I didn't work out. Oh, dude. Oh, we were like, God. "Please put that guy in the game. As long as he plays, we're gonna get two wins a year, man. No problem." <laughs> oh, keep playing that piano, Joey. I love it. Oh my God. <laughs> but no, listen, you're no, you're Mike. Your your current assessment of the 2021 Lions is correct. Because I've expressed to JB, and he agrees. I mean. I enjoy what they're doing as far as having like Antoine Randall, Deuce Staley, Mark Brunel, Anthony Lynn. They have great guys in there that can actually, you know, can speak their language. I mean, you even you even saw what was happening with Aubrey Pleasant when he was checking Jeff Okuda before he got hurt with the Achilles. And they're mm-hmm. building a good culture, like you said. It's just the the talent gap, particularly compared to who they're playing. It's just it's it's going to be tough sledding. They're they're going to play they're going to play for Dan, but eventually, as you saw in this game, it caught up to him in the second half. You know, Rodgers woke up, and obviously, Devonta Adams is a bad boy. That's a hard, especially when you're thin at corner that, talent plus the health. I got down. That's I got hard down, to keep up I, with. I got down, I got down running back. What's his name? Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is the yeah, truth now. Jones that is motherfucker, problem, man. He, he came he, to he fucking did, play. I don't know if he's as good as Kamara out of the backfield, like catching passes yeah. and everything, but he, he they got, he's they got to be, They got to be 1A and 1B. They got to be 1A yeah, and 1B. He's, yeah. he's up there. He's up there. All right, gentlemen, let, let's finish strong. We're going to get right into it here. Rapid Gents, fire. Your, fo- your former employer, tomorrow night, Thursday night football, it's the Keep Pounding Panthers heading to the H-Town. Baby, what it do? And the line is 7.5 for the Panthers on the road. Uh, Mike, we'll start with you on all of these. Uh, who do you have and why in this matchup, sir? All right, so the Panthers' defense is ridiculous. Houston Texans, because they got Mills playing quarterback now, right? Offensive line looks really good. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. So if we're, if you know, I'm taking, I'll take Texans. Oh, okay. Yeah, listen, I've watched both these teams extensively. I'll take Texans. I think this Mills kid's got a little something to him. All right. Okay. Hey, right. you already know, Benny. Cat scratch fever. Yeah. All right, so look, uh, Donald and them were setting up, I believe, in Matt Rule. I like the fact that he's letting these guys yeah. be men and play ball. And the defense flies around, and, and that's that, right? Point blank period. The defense flies around, and that's that. The kid Mills, I understand what you're saying, Mike, but I just feel like the defense, this is his first game. Everything's been moving like Man, this, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of free, did you see that Saints game? Like, Jameis Winston, there's oh, yeah. so many free rushers coming to Jameis Winston. He didn't know what was right. going on. He didn't know which oh, yeah. way it was up, man. It was crazy. They're super yeah. impressive. I'm I, that's a tough yeah. game. If, Ty, yeah. if Tyra, if Tyra I wouldn't, I wouldn't take the points. <laughs> yeah, 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 I wouldn't touch the points with a ten foot pole. Listen, sir. if if Tyrod's in this game, I feel, I feel like this is a go either way game, honestly. But 
Panthers defense is going to throw some nice disguises and things to, to trip up the uh, the late round rookie. And uh, listen, man, like you said, tough sledding for my kitties. It might be tough sledding for the Texans. So taking the Panthers as well. All right, JB, back to back. The Bird Gang headed down to Jacksonville. And the line is another seven and a half for the Bird Gang on the road. All right, Mike, who do you like in this one? This ain't even uh, this Arizona. No comment. Damn. It's Arizona. There's no way. And I agree. Arizona, no comment. Now, my thing, I'm just going to say this plain and simple. Like I tell the guys all the time, go handle your business. Like, that's it. It's yes. a business trip. Just go handle your business, get a win, bring your ass back to the desert. I agree. I like the Cardinals and the points. Do not play down to their level. I want to see. I want to see. I want to see Cliff open a little bit of bag of tricks on this one. I want to see a little bit more of what the Bergen can do. And obviously, the defense is going to make a hell for the rookie. So we're, we're unanimous on that. All right, keeping it moving. AFC South matchup. Colts tighten up Titans coming off that overtime win. Line is five and a half for the Titans at home. Man, Wentz has did. <laughs> Bro, how do you have two, two sprained ankles? Sprained ankles two, man. Like, listen, when you said when I heard he had two sprained ankles, I was like, this is not long for uh, for a quarterback much longer, right? This this ain't gonna work out very well. Tennessee Titans all day. Derrick Henry was amazing last. It, I think that was a statement game for them last week. That, or excuse me, last week. Like that's a that's a definitive moment in their season when they're down at halftime. They're like, you know what? We're just gonna run the ball thirty five times. What are you gonna do about it? Like we're gonna take all this other nonsense we worked on during the during the preseason, all the thoughts we're gonna expand our offense. Nah, and we're gonna go ahead and give it to our, to the MVP, right, of our team, and just and just pound the rock. I loved it. Right. I absolutely what they did, and I think they're gonna do it again. All right, you got time. I agree. I, I agree with Mike on that. The Tennessee Titans are definitely gonna get it done. Defense is gonna play well. Indianapolis coach is just not good right now. Uh, the, the for me watching the game last week at Tennessee, I. I I predicted if Tennessee was going to beat Seattle. I said it in our pick. Uh, but for me, the greatest thing I saw was that they got Henry involved in the passing game. Like, give him the ball as many ways as you can get it to him, right? right. Because this motherfucker is like it's like trying to tackle a Mack truck that's going downhill, right? And it's beautiful to see. So Tennessee Titans all day. Yeah, I agree. Uh, too much too much pressure on the Colts' defense to keep it competitive for 60 minutes. I feel like the, uh, the Titans uh, pull away. Tricky line by Vegas. I see what you're doing there, Vegas. Five and a half. But, uh, yeah, I'm taking the Titans yeah, as well. Typical Vegas. Typical Vegas. All right, moving on, gentlemen. Please be kind. Oh, it's quote the Raven nevermore. <laughs> Coming to my wounded. Licking their wounds. Kitties. And the line is a disrespectful nine and a half, Mike, for the Ravens on the road. It, Justin Tucker's about to quote kick the a 65-yarder. Oh, my God. All right, Mike, why are you picking the Ravens? Put me out of my misery. Yeah, so Ravens got a lot going on right now. With uh, Lamar Jackson's going to, I think, going to only build off that, that last – fourth down call the last game etc this could be closer a game than you think though it's not like janky the janky the, the, it's not like the, it's not yep. like the chiefs defense is, is great right we're going to get a lot of effort at home for the lions but i don't know if i'm taking nine and a half points but i'm definitely taking the ravens yep i i have a theory mike all right and you know this like i know this because you played in the north for a long time i don't think you've had the experiences very much coming from the west coast we had to play a lot of 10 o'clock games uh, or whatever the fuck the early game is in Detroit, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I know for a fact that this game is probably going to be an early game. I don't think it's a 1 o'clock game. I'll check ESPN right now, but I don't think it's a 1 o'clock game, right? Point blank, period, right? It's very boring, and you have to be really focused to play in Detroit and to have success in Detroit. It is boring as shit, 
All right, it's probably the worst place to play. Honestly, I'm not even trying to bag on your kiddies, uh, Benny, but I'm just being completely honest. It's probably the worst place to play on the fucking road ever in life. All right, uh, it's at 10 a.m. You, you ever been to the Irish Casino downtown in Detroit? <laughs> no, I haven't, right? You know what I'm saying? It's, strip, uh, it's, it's absolutely awful. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, I ain't taking the points. I'm taking the Ravens, but the first half of the game is going to be sloppy and stank, and the Ravens going to fuck yes. around and beat them up by six points. So. Yes. So listen, Mike, on this show, we do have to pick our own team, so I am picking I am picking the kiddies. I'm betting the Ravens. And, uh, you know, listen, as I've told JB for any any of these wins, it's going to be T.O.P., time of possession. Make it, make it a janky, dirty, play-down-to-the-level game, and maybe, just maybe, they can steal one, as JB said, lulling them to sleep uh, for making that road trip. But, uh, hey, you know, mo- I'm sure most folks got the Ravens. All right, keeping it moving. It's the Washington football team headed to the Mafia. And the line Mafia, is Mafia. eight and a half for the Bulls, for the Bills, rather, who are, are, are at home. I love, I love the way the Bills, Bills. I love the Bills' offense, man. I love the Bills' offense. I love what their quarterback's doing. You got a ton of weapons. Uh, defense is just – defense just kind of – you know, there's not a ton of big names. They just kind of keep showing up, playing well. Had a great game last week. Definitely taking the Bills here. All yes, right, sir. Uh, shout, out to, shout out to our guy, Mike, Brandon Bean. You know what I'm saying? The GM over there. Uh, what a good guy that is. He'll be happy for that dude, right? Amazing that guy was, person. That guy's all kind of awesome. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Amazing person. I keep in touch with him, you know what I'm saying? Shoot him a text here and there uh, just to nice. make sure they know I'm out here, baby. You know what I'm saying? They know I'm out here. But, yeah, first home game for the Bills, right? Mafia Correct. gets it done. The yep. Bills Mafia going to be crazy. All right, this is the first, first fucking home game with fans and, and up team thousand days. Bills Mafia going to be nuts. Uh, I wouldn't take the line again, but the Bills get it done. Yeah, I agree. Take the Bills. Wouldn't, wouldn't take the spread. Uh, we're unanimous on that. All right. LASIK Jameis. Is looking for the bounce back in Foxborough against the Pats, dude. And the line is three for the Mac Jones-led Pats at home. Mike, we got in this one. I'm taking the Saints. I'm, Ooh, I'm taking the Saints. Spicy, I, just, I like it. I see. I see. Listen, I watched the Saints first game versus the Packers. Right. I watched, and, and the Packers. Where's the Packers' real weakness? They do not have pass rushers. Like mm, Z was yeah. out. They don't have interior pass rushers. Jameis had a little bit of time. They had a great, they had a great plan, and he was a little. He's he's lost like twenty pounds, man. He's elusive. And then he goes and plays the Carolina Panthers, and man, they got people coming from everywhere, and he's got big problems. I don't see that happening against the Patriots. I think the Saints are going to be able to put some points on the board. Mac Jones is not the guy who's going to open up that offense and drop thirty-five. If it's if if we get a, even kind of a high score in late twenties, early thirties game, I think the Saints are going to win this game. Valid mm, point. Okay. Okay. Valid point, but two words: Bill Belichick. All right, you know he's going to, you know, <laughs> you know he's going to take away Kamara first and foremost. You know he's going to take him away, right? They're going to find the best way to keep him under wraps, not not control him because he's a fucking beast. Just this dude is unreal. He's the most slippery person I've ever seen run a football. Like, it's unreal, right? So uh, it's going to be an ugly ass game, right? Uh, I wouldn't even take the three points to be completely honest with you, oh, uh, but I feel like New England gets it done. The thing about Mac Jones is that he ain't got to open up the offense, right? No, that's right. They like his stank. They don't mind. They want his stank. They want it as funky as possible, uh, and that's that's the best way for him to be. All right, so I think the Patriots get it done barely, but I think they get it done. 
Yeah, I agree. Low, low scoring, low scoring affair. This is where Bill's really going to show his Parcells days. Throw throw off LASIK Jameis. Mac, it's going to be a lot of stuff to the LASIK. sticks. A lot of a lot a lot of outs. A lot of outs. A lot of you know. A lot of you oh know. A lot of swing. A lot of that type of stuff. So it's. I don't expect this to really uh, hit an over under by any any stretch. But you, you uh, guys, yeah, I, I like the I got to root for Jameis because he beat he beat the shit out of the Panthers or Packers, man. Like I got I got to you know. It's like you got to validate your team by saying them beating up somebody else. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> Make them legit. All right, Mike, you were talking about the Chiefs. They're back in the kingdom hosting the Chargers, and the line is six and a half for the Chargers on this one. Yeah, Chiefs are, Chiefs Stadium is like 1A for me in best places to play, right. uh, toughest places to play environment-wise. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're. I think the quarterback for the Chargers is going to be unbelievable, but Chiefs got too many weapons. They're going to bounce back. I, I, I can't imagine Mahomes losing two in a row in this league right now with the, with the, with the disparity in talent. And, uh, yeah, Chiefs all day. I agree. JB? Chiefs, Chiefs chop, baby. Yep, exactly. They're, they're not they're not dropping two in a row, so we're all we're all taking the Chiefs. All right, the Bears going up, to Bears. the dog pound. Justin Fields gets the start for the injury. Yeah. Seven and a half for the Brownies at home after kind of playing down to the BS of the Texans last week. So, Mike, are, are you are you thinking are they going to unload on some offense in this game, or do, do the Bears keep it close? Well, you got to remember, Juice got hurt, right? Landry hurt hurt his MCL. We don't know if OBJ is going to be back. So that right there, listen, they have the best offensive line in the league. We got two great running backs. I mean, great running backs. Mm-hmm. The Chicago Bears have a good defense, and I want to see Justin Fields be good. That being said, it's the Chicago Bears. I go with the I go with the Browns. Pop out, JB. Uh, I I do believe Justin Fields is going to be okay. I believe in Justin Fields, but I don't believe in no other Ohio State quarterback. Never have and never will probably. But Justin Fields gets my 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 plus, right? He gets my my hand clap. But that being said, <laughs> and they coming at his ass hard and heavy. Them two big son yeah. bitches, goddamn, and we know who we talking about, Clowney. And goddamn, what's the other motherfucker? Miles Garrett is Miles oh Garrett's my God. the best DN in the league so right now. Them two big sub bitches gonna be mean at that. Man, look, all they gotta do is like you said about the rush plan, right? I think that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna have somebody in his face at all times to try to make him flush, right? And he gonna run right into that fucking wall either side of him. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't take the points, but I would. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna take Cleveland again. Ugly game. I think Cleveland gets it done. I've always said this about the Browns. If Baker Mayfield behaves, they'll be okay. I don't really believe in Baker yeah. Mayfield. I think he just, he makes he makes yeah. mistakes at the wrong time all the time. Yeah, I'm ta- I'm taking the Brownies as well. I know Justin Fields kind of had a welcome to the NFL moment in the preseason, but I'm I'm curious to see how he how he performs in this environment. Going back to Ohio, that crowd going against that defense. This is a real this is a real early test. So I'm interested to see that, but I do think the Browns win as well. All right, same division now. The Bungles. At the Steelers, this is an intriguing matchup, Mike. The line is four and a half for the Steelers at home. What do you think? If Ben Roethlisberger loses to Joe Burrow in Heinz Field, he he might hang it up. I'm oh, thinking he ran out of town. Yeah, oh. man. I see. See, I can't just see. I can't imagine the Steelers losing this ball game. I just can't. <laughs> oh man, Jamie, I, what do you think? I said it yesterday. I'm taking Cincy because I think when Cincy's <gasps> offense is clicking. I don't. I don't believe in Pittsburgh's offense. Their offense right? click. Their offense doesn't click. Well, look, they got weapons. So man, 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 Joe Burrow's a good quarterback. I'll give you that. Yeah. They got Higgins. They got Higgins, and they got that kid Chase. When them boys is on, 
it's going to be nasty. Trust me when I say, Pittsburgh's offensive line is a problem to me, right? Whether They've oh, been yeah. hiding pretty much. They've been hiding, but I think that they're going to heat him up a little bit. And like you said about Ben, he old, bro. He can't move, man. He's just eh. – He was skipping some last week, just for sure. Right, yeah. So we're going to see, but you know what I'm saying? I, I'm just picking Cincy because I believe that they can go in there and get it done because I just don't think there's a Pittsburgh Steelers vote. I really want to pick the Bengals in this one. I can't see the Steelers <laughs> dropping two in a row. And I just I the the Bengals. If if the Bengals, if this were a few more weeks in the season, maybe I would pick the Bengals. I can't do it now. If Steelers were in Cincy, I would be I'd be cool making that pick. But like like Mike said, he will he will literally get escorted to the border of Pennsylvania if they lose to the Bungles in Heinz Field. So drop them off in Bethlehem. Man, yeah, dro- yeah, exactly. <laughs> drop them off in no man's land. All right, so Jamie That's taking Bethlehem. the Bengals. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the Steelers. All right. Falcons going Falcon, JB. They're going the G Men. And the line is three for the G Man at home, Mike. Who do you like in this one? I don't like the Falcons. I don't I don't like if I could can I vote for neither? Like I might take a tie on this game. But <laughs> hold on, hold on, Mike. Mike, you just said something now. We do have uh what we call a do I really gotta pick this game game? Correct, game and of the week. This, this is might be that it. game. This right? should be that this game. I don't want I don't game. want any part of this game. I don't want any if I gotta if I gotta bet, I gotta figure I honestly gotta figure that the Falcons get a win. I get I mean, because I don't even know what else to do. I don't think yeah. that I don't think the Giants are any good. I can't yes. I thought that coach I forgot the coach's name. That coach seemed like a real competent guy with the Falcons. They got some problems. Arthur Matt Ryan, they probably shouldn't have moved on from. There's a lot going on there, but yep. you figure that he's got he's Matt Ryan was a MVP in this league, man. He's got to win a couple games, right? Falcons. Okay. All right. I got him. No question. I ain't got to explain it. I'm telling you the Falcons gonna win. I'm glad you said it, Mike. Falcons. Yeah. Fal- Falcons. I'll never be on the Falcons. <laughs> Falcon Falcons win. Get ready for an offensive shootout with limited defense. That's probably uh, frustrating to watch. So I do Mad- think the Falcons Madden game, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Madden game score. Some right, it's gonna be a Madden game, shootout. Huh? Yep. All right. Intriguing matchup now because now we are looking at Jacoby Brissett starting instead of Tua going against the. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Raiders in Vegas, and the line is three and a half. Oh, Vegas, you're sneaking your own town for the Raiders at home, coming off that win in Pittsburgh, Mike. Oh boy, bro, I don't, I don't think. Okay, so I'm just gonna say flat out, I don't think the, I don't think Dolphin guys are really high on two, anyways. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he's the answer or not, right? But the, here's the deal, Carr. Now, we hey, you were, were you there with his brother with with big yes. big brother Carr? Okay, yep. This guy is not that guy. This guy could play, right? That yeah. dude can play Halo, right? It, it matches suits. <laughs> this dude can play. Good, right? nice this, they, too, he's right? happy. Yeah, he he can play. I'm, I'm taking the Raiders. Okay, JB. Yeah, I'm taking the Raiders and I'm taking the line. Hell yeah. Ooh, buddy. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking the Raiders as well. Derek Carr's playing some some good ball. He is the top ten in in several categories right now. So listen, people are coming for Chucky's head, but. Uh, Derek Carr's making some plays. I like Waller. I like Rugs. I mean, if they can get Jacobs going in this game, it's gonna be gonna be some nice nice ball for the Raiders. All right, it's the B U M S bums bums bums. Oops, I mean the J E T S Jets 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 flying into Mile High against the Broncos. The line is a disrespectful ten and a half for the Broncos at home. Mike, what are you thinking of this one? Yeah, I, I like that solid coach. Uh, I hope he does well. Uh, I think it's a tough place to play. I'm going with the Denver Broncos. I'll take the points too. Ooh, okay. Ooh, yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, to be honest, like, yeah, I'm taking the Broncos, and I'll take the points late. If I'm going to take them, I'm going to say they're going to do it late. Uh, 
I think the Jets uh, will do some weird shit at the end and fuck around and score a touchdown and whatever. But the Broncos got a thing going, right? They really got a little bit of a thing going, and people are kind of overlooking them, but they really do. So, yeah, Teddy, two gloves and the crew going to handle it. Better. Two gloves. Yeah, two I, gloves. I, I agree. I agree. I'm taking the uh, Broncos as well. Will, we appreciate you tapping in. Thank Will. you, sir. This will be on podcast form, of course. Uh, but, yeah, I'm taking the Broncos as well. They're doing some good things. Zach, Zach Wilson not going to throw four picks in this one, but he's definitely going to give up one or two. So I'm definitely taking the Broncos as well. All right, intriguing matchup. This is a damn near I might want to slide and get tickets for this one, JB. Tom Brady in that ship. They are sliding in to SoFi Stadium. And they are playing the Rams. And the line is one and a half for the Bucks on the road in L.A. Mike, what do, you, what do you think on this one? I think the Rams are going to win. I think the Rams are going to win this game. Ooh, yeah. I, I, you know, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's tough. I, I mean, you go either way, right? It's a coin flip. I just right, look at thanks. the Bucks defense. I, I think it's a Bucks defense, and I think you're in L.A. The, Matthew Stafford's putting up some serious points, and he hasn't even hit a stride yet. With McVay at the helm, the way they call plays, their their scheme, they're going to score a lot of points. Tom Tom Brady's Tom Brady. It's hard to you know you're an idiot to bet against him, so I'm an idiot. But I think I'm going to take the <laughs> I think I'm going to take the Rams. All right, Look, JB, who you uh, like? I'm going to go with Tampa Bay's big nasty offensive line versus LA's nasty D line, but depthless D line, right? They don't have enough depth to fuck with them big ass nasty motherfuckers that Tampa Bay got in the front. Why five. did they get rid of Rockers? Why did they I don't get rid know, of Rockers? Bro. I don't know, bro. You know, you, know that, you, you know how you know how that go, bro. It's like you scratch your head, like uh, why would they do anything, right? But that's what I'm gonna go with, right? So I know one thing about LA is that offense with McVay is a machine, right? It is plug and play. Now, of course, Stafford is an upgrade from golf. Hell, I'm an upgrade from golf. Right, but uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, but it's a machine, right? We know what he likes to do. I just think that Bruce Aarons and and uh, Leftwich are gonna say we're gonna control the clock. That's how you beat us, right? You don't give them the fucking yeah. ball, right? You got to play nasty-ass front five football, and that's that, right? So it's going to be an ugly-ass game, right? Uh, of course, the Rams, they, they play well at home. They do. So I'm still going to go with the Bucks. Hell, they might lose by .5. I mean, they might win by .5. Shit, that's how nasty the game going to be. Yep. Yeah, I'm taking Mike, I'm taking the Rams as well. I think they do a good job of containing the run. A, uh, Antonio Brown, COVID protocol, he might not be in this one. And mm. I suspect some defensive letdowns late from the Bucks. But this game mm. this game is going to be game of the week. This is going to be must-see TV. So I'm really yeah, looking yeah. forward to this one. All right, fellas, we just got three left. Uh, JB, uh, what what team is uh, what team is in Seattle? How do you pronounce their, their name? I, I can't remember. <laughs> There it is. You have the Squawks. First the Squawks. <laughs> Mike's former employer, the Squawks. Look, I tell stories, the, Mike, the, about, uh, the, about the guy. All right. I tell stories about the guy real quick, about the guy with the long hair that always sits in the end zone, and he just starts beating on the goddamn <laughs> side of the fucking stadium. Yeah. Hey, this dude is fucking crazy. I mean, how much, how much hey, coffee have you drank today, bro? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> They, you know, so like now they, with this with the football team and the soccer team, they start down on First Street, man. They walk like a mile and a half. They got a band going and all this shit. So he probably drank a lot of coffee. You're right. Yeah, that's a great place to play. I'll tell you what, that organization, that organization oh, yeah, it is, is special. Now. I love it. That, that place, that's a great it, place. To play. It's a great fan base. This, hey, this oh, game though. Here's the thing about Seattle. They make games closer than they need to, and I don't know why. 
right? Yeah. I think they're going to win this game. But you see the spread. Like, you, on paper, you go, man, Seattle's going to beat the brakes off these guys. But they make games closer than they should. Like, I watched, I just watched that Minnesota tape. I know Kirk Cousins puts up some point. Whatever, but, like, their defense isn't any good, man. Like, I know they still got Harrison Smith. They got those guys. They're not that good. They're not that good up front. I'm, I'm taking Seattle, but I just don't know why it's got to be such a close game. Ah, okay. I like it. I'm going to take Minnesota, all right? Uh, reason being is because they run the fucking ball and they run it well as fuck. They find ways to get Cooks the ball, and the kid that they have behind him is equally as talented, right? So, uh, and what they do is is that they kind of force you to – they dictate what you do in the defensive backfield, right? Uh, if you're going to play a shitload of zone, well, they got guys that can go over the top, right? But they're going to run that goddamn ball. You're right, their defense is not that deal. I'm just be, I'm agree with you on that one. Like, you know what I'm saying? They've got a lot of holes in it. But uh, one thing I know about Seattle right now is that they're hurting in a lot of areas, right? Uh, they're not the defensive old. But that crowd is going to be a lot, right? Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, they dealt with our crowd. They're going to deal with their crowd. So, uh, I think Minnesota ends up getting the win. It's probably going to be right at that two-point two mark. It's going to be an ugly-ass game. It's going to be a lot of stank offense played. But yes. I think I feel like Minnesota will get the win. The Vikings get the much-needed W at home <laughs> off the back of Delvin Cook okay. and the Squawks to Mike Chagrin play down. You know, you know, I'm not going to. I'm going to root for the damn Vikings there. I don't care. Of what course. Oh yeah, you know. Listen, you get right, you get right out of town me, with that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> it pains me, but I think the Vikings going to must must win at home. All right. Speaking speaking of uh, not rooting for the Vikings, Mike, it's your former employer. Boom, 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 boom. Go, Pat, go. Pat, go. Yes, sir. Going against the Niners. Sunday night football on the line is three I'm, and a half I'm, for the Niners at I'm home. I'm sweating this game. I'm sweating this game, man. This is going to be a tough matchup. It's been a tough matchup the last couple of times I played. I think, you know, Green Bay, Green Bay certainly has what it takes to pull it out. Uh, if, you, if we can get – the problem is, in my mind, I go, can we just get Jimmy Garoppolo off the spot, please? Because if we can get him off the spot, he can't Seriously. play. And then I go, go, okay, who's going to do it? Rashawn Gary is like literally the only bona fide pass rushing guy we got right now. There's nobody inside that can play with him. They got all that misdirection. It's gonna be. It's just my mind's just going. Oh, can we just if Aaron's on, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna take the Packers one way or the other. But it, it's gonna be a tough game. Here's one thing I'm, I'm gonna say to you, Mike. I'm gonna take the Packers. Well, y'all guys got a wonderful cover corner in Stokes, right? Uh, if you can put, are Stokes, they gonna play him? If they're gonna play him, right? Oh, they yeah. be playing oh, yeah. Kevin King, man. I think I think I think I think he made enough plays last game for them to go on and put him in, right? Uh, either way it go, this is another machine, right? This is Shanahan, same thing as McVay. This is another machine, right? It's kind of plug and play, right? So once you stop their initial surge, there's not really a second move, right? They're not a counterpunch team, right? They got to be in motion at all times, and once you stop their fucking surge, it's nothing. Green Bay can put points on the board in many ways. They're just trying to find their stride. I got to go with the Packers. on this one. I agree. Packers get the W. They are bouncing back after a lot of criticism. Rodgers taking a lot of heat. I believe that the Packers are going to do a good job of containing, not stopping, but containing a banged-up run offense for the Niners. Kind of force Jimmy G to, to make some plays. It's going to be some offensive shootout. But I like the Packers. A motivated Aaron Rodgers going back to his stomping grounds. A team that should have drafted him, drafted him, and getting the W after taking a lot of heat these last few weeks. So I'm I'm taking the Packers too. All right, and finally, gents, it's a it's JB's drafting team, the E A G L E S Eagles, going against the how about them cowgirls? I mean them cowboys, and the line 
is three and a half for the Cowboys there in Texas. Mike, we're in, in the great state of Texas, but what do you think about this NFC East matchup? Jerry's World. Got to go with Jerry's World here. The Cowboys going to – I think Cowboys going to win this game. World. Yeah, I mean – buddy. Dak's, Dak's a good player. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's all the way back from all, you know the couple of injuries that he had. He's, he's such a good player. They have a great offensive line. Uh, they're, they're well coached on offense. I, I really, I really like DQ on defense as, as, a, as a defense coordinator. They don't have it figured out yet. Micah Parsons is going to be a special player. You just kind of right. see him keep building. They got some mm-hmm. issues over in Philly right now with just again, like we talked about last time, with talent level. Really, all they got going for them right now is that they have a great defensive line. I'm taking, I'm taking Dallas. All right, All right. Big, big NFC East, and I'm going to pick the E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. I'm going to count on the Cowboys, the fucking Cowboy, right? That's what I'm going to count on. Nobody's scared to play in Jerry's world, right? It's really not an intimidating place to play, right? It's a very nice place to play. It's distracting. But, you just have, yeah. you're distracted. Well, That's I mean, it. Shit, you, got, you got a whole, you got a fucking UFO above your head. There's a Ford dealership in the end zone, JB. Right. JB, I mean, go buy a, a fucking S-150. It's a, it's a nightclub to the right of you, you know what I'm saying? So you got a motherfucking bitches shaking ass, you know what I'm saying? That bitch, you, stay, oh, you man. try to call all the women to see you got some big titty white chick. What the fuck going on right here? So I get it, but it's not intimidating. I think the NFC East is going to take over that. You know, that that division, when they play each other, it, it might they might be the shittiest motherfuckers on earth, but they're going to fight tooth and nail. I'm going to go with Philly. You know, I'm probably wrong on this one, but I'm just going to go with the Eagles. All right, I'm taking I'm taking the Cowboys. I do think Jalen Hurts is going to make some hay, but will they be able to stop the kind of the two headed balance of Pollard and Zeke? And then CD Lamb is going to get loose, so I don't know if they're going to have enough to contain those weapons. And I'm taking the uh, Cowboys. So look, we've covered a lot of ground, uh, Mike. It was a real pleasure. Before we get up out of here and end this stream, tell the people what you got going on, process to perform, plug all your stuff, please. Tell 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 our audience what you got happening, sir. Yeah, sir. So if you want to check out a player development podcast, that's Process to Perform. We just I do it every week, and, and it's literally players, coaches, and, and, and parents. We talk about all things regarding player development, and that's literally from really age 12, 13, all the way up to professionals. Uh, Amon Green and I are doing a Packers podcast every week on the Believe Network. It's on my block, on my block with Amon Green and Mike Wall, so check that out. I think we drop it every Wednesday. And then again, hit me up at uh, processtoperform.com. Like we said before, we do a lot of athlete development, total athlete development platform. Again, we're talking about mindset, technical mastery, and making ownership decisions in the best interest of future you. Just trying to help athletes become the best version of themselves, get a lead, get to that next level. So, guys, thank you so much for having me on, man. I had a lot of fun. It's great to see you again, JB. Benny, My I brother. appreciate your time, man. It was a lot of fun, brother. Listen, we we, we appreciate it. JB, t- take us home, sir. We out. That's what I'm taking y'all. Fuck y'all. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate y'all showing up. Everybody tapped in. Hit us up on our social media at JB and Benny Blue. Uh, hit us up on YouTube. Uh, subscribe. Like. You know what I'm saying? Our podcast is on every fucking thing. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that shit. Like, share, subscribe. Five star reviews. We need all that. Uh, hit us up on our webs on our on our, our, our email at JB and Benny Blue Review at gmail.com for all inquiries of, of sponsorship questions. You got something you want us to talk about? Let us know. All right. Uh, of course, we got our number. All right. Shout out to Savage CBD, by the way. We didn't get a chance to plug you guys because we had a hell of a show. Fifteen uh, percent off. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if you lose the quote unquote review uh, discount code, of course, you know what I'm saying. Order, you get free shipping. All right. Other than that, man, we got a phone number. Hit us up on our Savage Hotline. Benny, what's that number? 
That's 818-850-2804. Who? Mike Jones. That's right. Who? And just like Mike, <laughs> we are also on the Believe Podcast Network. So tap in with his podcast, tap in with our podcast. And listen, man, we appreciate everybody checking in. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you did not get to check us out on the live stream. And JB is every Tuesday at 7.30. We are every Wednesday at 7.30. And that's it. We are burning the midnight oil. We are going to get up out of here. Mike, we appreciate you so much for joining us. And you will be back down the line, sir. We we appreciate you you tapping in with us. Good, sir. Right on, fellas. Thank you again. All right. All right appreciate it, the baby. JB we'll review. And we'll be out until next time. Episode 193. We love you. Peace out, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.